Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mint Podcast, episode number 46. And in this episode, we're going to talk about your master plan. This has been such an incredible week for the podcast. I can still remember three years ago going to Guitar Center in Houston, Texas, shopping for podcast equipment and filming a first episode at my apartment about three years ago in Houston to now this year, the podcast just really growing globally all across the world. And as of this recording, we ranked number 19 business podcasts in the entire United States. And we're ranked in the top 25 in over 50 countries. So thank you guys so much for the support. As always, we've we've tried to put out so much content to help you guys grow. I'm learning with you guys as we all grow. And I've had quite the experience in life and quite the challenges, but have learned along the way. And really just this podcast has been set up to really give back and help you guys not make the same dumb mistakes that I made. So you can implement these things into your life. You can test your own ideas and you can try different things out. So everyone here can help each other grow, become more successful, and most importantly, just do what makes you happy in this world. So the master plan, all right? How do we become a 1% level person? In the United States, first off, the top 1% makes over 400K per year. But a 1% person is not only just financially successful, but they're fit, they have great health, they have great relationships, they are overall happy and successful people. And to do this, we need to start planning out our life with exact execution and preparation to start becoming, thinking, and living like the 1%. Moving forward, I want you to ask yourself this question. If I was in the 1%, or what would a person in the 1% do in this situation? What would the greatest version of myself, my dream life, my dream version of myself, how would they think, how would they respond, how would they handle their emotions, and what move would they do next? This is going to help you start thinking different and turn in the way that you think to make better calculated decisions. There's one of my favorite quotes is, you either have a plan or you're a part of someone else's. Everyone reacts to life as it comes to them. They react to the challenges that life throws at them. They react to the market, the economy, their boss, their spouse, the area that they live in, the country issues that are happening all around the world as they come. And it's like bullets flying and they're stuck in the trenches just trying to survive for dear life. They're down to the last four or 500 bucks and then boom, another problem happens and another problem happens, another problem happens. And it's stressful. I've been there. I can think back to the times. This is not long ago, guys. This is five years ago, six years ago when I didn't even have over $500 in my bank account. I would have to pull up to gas stations feeling embarrassed because I couldn't fill up my tank fully and I'm trying to calculate the miles that I'm going to get for each gallon and I'd have to give them $5 or $10 and tell them what pump to do it because I didn't have enough money. I remember having to take a bunch of stuff or, or, or go to a grocery store and get the cheapest items and then take it home and have to ration it over multiple days. It was stressful. And I was sick and tired of living like that. And I wanted to do the things that made me happy. And growing up, I know it seems like now all these great things have happened, but I've done a complete 360 or complete 
turn on everything that I've done in life because I learned that I was taught the wrong information. School, the people around me, my quote unquote mentors that I never really had were teaching me the wrong information. It wasn't me that wasn't talented. I just had the wrong information and I needed to think different and I needed to start taking different actions that could help me create the life that I wanted. And I'm going to break down these for you guys in detail so you can implement it in your life. And most importantly, take action immediately, not next week, not next month, not tomorrow, immediately, and start implementing it into your life as fast as possible. Winners anticipate, losers react. You have to think long-term. If you cannot manage your emotions, if you cannot handle pressure, stress, if you can't anticipate, wait, what does your boss usually do on Tuesdays? Oh, he always takes his kids to school, so he's going to be a little bit late. I notice he's in this type of mood every time he does that. Or Fridays, the accounting team is running payroll that day and they're super stressed. And so it's probably not the best day to go in and ask for them to do this, 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 and this, because not only is it going to irritate them, but it's probably not going to get done as quick as possible. These are all common things that maybe you could know, but we often just react to, oh, I need to go talk to them. Oh, hey, I got to ask about this thing. But we never sit back calmly and go, how is this person feeling right now? What type of mood are they in? What type of good or bad things just happened to them? And how would they answer if I was in, if I were to ask this question, if I was in their shoes, how would they respond? If you start thinking, you start getting a competitive advantage because every single person, the 99%, which we do not want to be like, thinks the same way. They think selfishly, they think irrationally, and they think impulsively to whatever their needs or desires are in that given moment without hesitation, without calculation, and without preparation. But the smartest of the smart of the world anticipate what the other person's thinking, what the economy's doing, what their team, their company, their environment, their industry, what is happening next? Where is the globe trending towards? What's going to happen next in this world? What is the next hottest industry? All of these things, they're no smarter than anybody else. They just think about it. They process these items line by line and solve them until they can have enough preparation to make better decisions that the rest of the world will start reacting to as they make these moves. Think about COVID, for example. Almost nobody could anticipate COVID. It came out of nowhere. It was something we've never seen in over 100 years and even at a larger scale because of how big the global economy is now. But what's interesting is more businesses were started in 2020 than any other year prior. There was more wealth created during COVID than ever before. Why was this? Wasn't the economy basically shut down? Wasn't there all these issues and restrictions and things that happened? Why did all these people make so much money? The reason is, is while most people couldn't anticipate, oh, okay, this, I'm going to predict this is going to happen for two years from now. When they saw it happen, they started anticipating the next moves the governments were going to make, the people were going to make, the local local companies and governments and all the different people that were managing this crisis. And I'm not talking about what was right, what was wrong. This is not what this podcast is about. 
but they anticipated what to do next. While everyone else freaked out, got super emotional, and utilized that as, okay, it's not my fault, it's COVID. You know, when this is done, I'll get back on track. The top 1% goes, how can I adjust my business? How can I change the way that I think and my business operates and the way that I maneuver over the next two years so I don't get left in the dust in the next two, three years? Because who knows how long this thing was going to last? And they won. When we um, were, I was just starting Mick Group at the time, and we're a residential solar company, we're in 17 states. We, for the last three prior years in the solar industry, every single appointment was in person. Out of nowhere, we're starting the company. Everything's starting to turn. Everything's good and positive. COVID happens. It was like a gut punch. Came out of nowhere. And traditionally, we'd always sold deals in person at people's homes, all of our sales reps. So what we did is we shifted to completely remote. We were closing deals on the phone via Zoom. And it not only did it help us because people weren't getting infected, What was even better was that we were able to do deals in 17 states all across the country from our best reps that were in Texas at the time. So we ended up growing over a two-year period almost 300% because we were able to be more efficient. Our sales reps were able to communicate with more potential customers and we were able to close deals, therefore becoming more efficient because reps weren't having to drive an hour one way just to go an appointment. They then could talk to double to triple the amount of people that they were. This wasn't because we were some genius company. It was because we said, okay, if we do it this way, it is not going to work. There is no time to be emotional. There is no time to feel bad for ourselves. Time is of the essence. How do we make this happen? And we made the decision. Leaders make tough and direct and concise decisions as fast as possible. Speed is everything. And if you have a plan, you have schedules, you anticipate what people are going to do next, you almost feel as if you're on the limitless pill, like that movie, The Limitless Pill, where you just are so genius, you know what's going to happen next. You know what that person's going to do. You know what the industry is going to do next. Because you sat there Poises can be and thought through every case scenario. What can go wrong? What could go right? What is the best case? What is the worst case? What are things that I need to look out for? What are challenges that are going to occur at each one of these levels as they present themselves? These are things that you can utilize to make better decisions. The easiest people to control in life are people who cannot control their emotions. Look, let's look at CNN, Fox, CNBC. What do they talk about each day? Do they list the 10 most positive things that's happened in Europe or 10 most positive things that happened in America that day or in Africa or in South America or in Australia? Hell no. In fact, people are starting to not watch the news because it's so damn stressful. It's because stress moves populations. It moves people. It changes the way that they think, live, and act. They tried to inform everyone and just list these are the current events for the day. This is what's happening in America today. And people stopped watching. They got bored. People are addicted to trauma and stress. But the people who are anticipating, watching all those people scream at the TVs and going, okay, if all these people are doing this, how do I set up a plan to still be successful in this environment? Is it challenging? Yes. 
but we have a plan. Everybody else is reacting to that. We're going to think differently and we're going to set things up in a way that we can be more successful. If you want to think different, you have to plan. So one of my good friends is probably the top commercial real estate broker in Texas. He's done billions of dollars in transactions. And going into COVID, it was a gut punch for all of us. I mean, no one was anticipating this. And he would call me and text me and he would send me all these sayings and all these crazy stuff that's going on and things that people were talking about in the government and how it was BS and why this was controlled and this happened and that happened. And finally, after about a month of him doing this, you could tell it was affecting him. And he was probably irritated because he had so much momentum the year before. And then now he's dealing with all this BS and it's hurting his business and nobody's buying real estate right now. And I finally said, I said, look, man, you're one of the best of the best. You're one of the best commercial real estate brokers I've ever seen. You can do deals like I've never witnessed. And all the things you're telling me about COVID and the situation, I agree with. But you know what? We're not in the government. We can't control any of this. Let's, these people, this is going to happen regardless. And while the whole world's going crazy, Let's not yell at the government. Let's not blame people. Let's just go, how do we make money off of this? How do we succeed? How do we adapt our businesses and our decision-making and our strategies moving forward in a way that can help us be successful and beat everyone regardless of this environment? And I started talking about some of the industries that I was in and how the world is shifting and they're shifting towards renewable energy. They're shifting to crypto, decentral finance, and they're shifting to all these different areas. He realized, holy shit, there's not one commercial broker that's heavily focused on crypto mining and the massive land and infrastructure that you need for it. He noticed that there was a lack of, of support and infrastructure and doing these massive infrastructure deals all across the, uh, all across the United States. And he noticed people weren't focusing on renewable energy as much as he could. While the whole entire industry was tanking, no one was buying. Everyone was, was out of business or heading towards it. He shifted to three areas he'd never been, learned it in a month, and ended up making over $10 million more than he had ever made in his career in one year. Same person, crazy environment, but he chose to think different and stop reacting emotionally to the situations that were presented. And this isn't some average Joe. This is a stud. And he still had to catch himself and go, you know what? You're right. I need to rethink this. And that's the secret. Great people adapt. They're coachable. They're humble. And they make adjustments and they pivot as fast as possible so they can move efficiently and be successful at whatever they do. When you're looking at the way people think and the way they make decisions, you can tell a person's level and how good they are by in the length of time they think towards money. So have you ever always, or have you seen the person that always needs to borrow money? Hey man, hey bro, can you, can you loan me 20 bucks? I got to get some gas. Or hey man, um, I got rent coming up. Is there a way that we could do this? Or can you borrow some money? Or whatever the case may be. Or think about the person that's every month they're trying to make just enough to make rent. 
Next, you got a year person. I'm trying to make 100 grand this year. That's my goal. Then you got two years and five years and 10 years. And when you talk to people who have the largest companies, who are the top salespeople, who are the top in their top of their class and in industries and, and, and everything across the world, they think long-term, 5, 10, 15, 20 years out. They're anticipating how markets are shifting, how long an industry is going to be competitive, how long till it's going to be saturated. They think so long out that everyone else is reacting to them and it seems like they're always ahead of the curve. You have to think long-term in your money, in your finances. And if one little small issue like a tire, like rent, like dinner, like food can mess you up, you have to think different. You have to start building capital, cash reserves and investments, and maybe even a different industry job or business that can supply you with your needs to make sure that you don't have to think day to day, week to week, or even a year down the road. And you can start stretching your mind, which is 100% capable of this, to think long-term so you can have a competitive advantage to win in a global competitive economy that's only going to become more competitive and challenging. You have to think long-term. My whole life, and I know it seems like now I've, I've done well, but really since I was young, all the way into three, four years, kind of post-high school, I just felt like I always got the short end of the stick. I always got passed up in sports. Every job I had, I was good. I did well, but they'd always pick someone else to get promoted. They'd move someone else up over me. It seemed like they had an inside deal or they were just cooler with the boss. And it felt like I always got screwed over or there was something that would happen that would cause me not to succeed. And finally, I realized, look, I got to stop blaming other people. There's only so many bad bosses. There's only so many bad head coaches. There's only so many bad relationships you can have. There's only so many bad people. Sometimes it's just you. And I had to look myself in the mirror and go, you know what? I'm the common denominator in every single one of these situations, which means I can change how I anticipate it and most importantly, how I react to it. And so what I started doing is revisiting all those times I thought I got the short end of the stick and I diagnosed how did I handle that situation? How did I communicate with my boss or my head coach or this person that we were doing business with or the customer or one of my peers that I work with? And I noticed, you know what? I, it was my fault. I didn't play the game right. I didn't anticipate that that was going to happen. And I'm like, wait, what type of people did this company promote? I was the complete opposite of that. What the hell was I doing? I should have been doing these things and these things and these things and preparing and playing more subtle and being more indirect and setting this up in the right way. And I learned I had all of the potential. I was just not, not operating at a level which could help me reach my goals. My talent was there, but my execution wasn't. And when I found this out, it felt freeing because I realized, okay, if this is actually my fault, then I have the ability to change my circumstances in my future. And at 22 years old, well, I'm sleeping on my mom's couch. I'm Ubering all across Houston. My University of Houston credits don't get accepted. I got probably 200 bucks in my bank account and life's at my low. I finally 
found peace and confidence in knowing what industry is next. What is my plan? What is my strategy? What do I need to listen to? Who do I need? Well, whose books do I need to read? What do I need to think about to help position myself to be successful? And guys, it was like I was on a rocket ship. Two years later, I'm a, a multi-million dollar company. I'm successful. I'm poised. My emotions are stable. I'm confident. I'm happy. I set up my life in a way that gave me a massive upward trajectory, not because I was just some talented person. I didn't have family money. I didn't have some crazy network. I just started, I took what the talents that I did have and I prepared with calculation and I implemented that plan and process and followed it and adjusted when I needed to. And it was like, I entered a whole new level of performance because the rest of the world was reacting to my moves while I was full steam of head attacking the marketplace like no one in my industry was. We can't be mad that the game is not the way we want it to be. Don't be mad at the game. Be mad you didn't play the hand you were dealt as good as you could have. Each time you're going to get a different hand. But life is like a bus stop. If you miss a bus stop, there's always going to be another one coming. There's always more and more opportunities that are going to be presented to themselves. And if you don't make the adjustments now, we're just going to prolong the process of not becoming who we want to be and achieving the things that you want to. We have to anticipate. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for the love and support. As always, you can find me on all my other social media channels at Grant Mitt, on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and everything else in between. But as always, thank you guys for the love and support, and I will see you guys for episode number 47. Thanks, guys.